welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm a little hungover. I usually say that I don't get hungover, but um, we were. Sam doesn't usually drink, but she she wanted to tie one off last night. We had some people over and had a good time. Now oh, I'm nice. paying for it a little bit, and I got to take kids to a water park. But, uh, oh, dude, that's the best thing to do when you're hungover. <laughs> you know, loud noises, movement. That's great. <laughs> I'm not that hung- like me hungover is like. You know, a little tired. Maybe dehydrated. Yeah, that's right. Well, we don't have Christian here today, and we don't have Days. Um, I can't remember what Christian said he was doing, and I'm assuming Days is out having some adventure. Yeah, uh, Days, something yeah. in the outdoors for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, either that or playing an indie game of some sort. Well, the on the on the episodes that she's not here, you can usually check the discord in the real life section. And she's usually yeah. posting pictures of whatever she's up to there. Is, um, Oh, is uh, PAX still going on? Yeah. Is that's that what, what yeah. That's yeah, what that's I was going to say. Doing. Christian's yeah, at yeah. PAX. So hopefully he'll have some fun stories he can share with us when he comes back. Yeah, for sure. I've never been to a PAX. I want, dude, I was so heartbroken. I always remembered PAX South existed and I was like, Oh, cool. Uh, you know, I now that I live in San Antonio, Pack South is at home in San Antonio. So I didn't I know there was a, a South one. So they have an yeah. East, a West, and a South, but no North. No North. Yeah. Okay. They should have that one in Canada, but uh, Pack South was canceled in 2021, and they'll never have another one again. Apparently, uh, apparent, uh, due to COVID numbers and like attendance after that, it just never gained steam again. Wow. And, just uh, in time for you to come. I know. <laughs> it's fucking worst. Um, I looked up like previous like pack stuff and things like that. Like what's so cool about it is it's not just video games, it's also tabletop games and like mm, just yeah. merch and like collectibles and things like that. So it's like it's a legit con. So um I'll probably have to go to PAX West or PAX East now that I'm in the middle of the country. Um yeah. isn't QuickCon down by you? Or I think Texas, so. Right? They do I a lot of dream comes. hacks out there too. I th- I think in Austin. Yeah, I'm an hour away from Austin, so that's definitely achievable. But where's QuakeCon, probably? Uh, da- well, it changes, but usually Dallas. Oh, okay. I don't know how far you are from Dallas. Uh, four hours, but I have family out there. Yeah, it's Texas. Uh, how far could it be? QuakeCon is at Gaylord Texan Resort and Convention Center, uh, which is near near uh, Dallas. Yeah. That's what it is in 2023. So I might be going to that. We're um, here in Chula Vista, about 10, 15 minutes from me. They're doing a Gaylord um, Convention Center hotel and a resort. Like, it's like huge, big, 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 $10, million, $10 billion job. It's going on Are you working work. on that as well or no? No, I wanted to, dude. To work 10 minutes from your job in construction is unheard of, you know, because you always, you're always moving to the next thing, wherever that might be. It's usually not in your favor, but that would have been great. Mm. Well, All right. you know, <laughs> you, get, you get the intro, Bobby. How about, <laughs> I was going to come up with some shit, and it sounds like you had something lined up. No, I was just going to move us on to On the Radar, but if you guys still want to talk about something, that's perfectly fine. No, I- I was going to say, you know, you know, what's not actually working is uh, us playing video games because that's not work. That's fun times. Okay, so you're going to do a segue. It no, it's, it's <laughs> that's fun. what I was saying. I was, I was, what I was saying is mine was not going to work and yours was. Uh, dude, I don't even try, man. I just said, and onto the radar. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, okay. So these are games that have come to our attention recently. I'm going to kick it off with Trine 5, which I didn't even realize had come out. Um, it was released quite recently here. Uh, when was the release date? August 31st. So just released. It, it's funny to me that Trine has kind of become its own little own little game that not very many people pay attention to. It's rather niche at this point. Um, the first one came out in like... 2009 i think is that right is it that long ago yeah it's pretty it's pretty old yeah, i had a cousin who lost his life to this game essentially like we didn't see him for a while i don't know how you do that i mean you beat it in like five hours but I don't know. a lot of like, unlocking he, things that you can go back for hmm. he was like achievement like chasing and stuff oh, okay. like that yeah well i mean everybody played trine one and i think trine two as well and then everyone stopped playing trine three because it that's when they switched to 3D, which nobody liked. And also, I think there were some development problems. A lot of people said the game wasn't finished. It was the first one to do early access. So there was there was some weirdness on Trine 3. And then, I guess not everyone came back for Trine 4. I, I didn't, apparently. That's the one I don't own and have not played. Um, and now Trine 5 is out. And nobody even realized it. It's got 200 reviews on its Steam page. <laughs> But it looks good. It looks like they're sticking with what works. It's got the three playable characters. It is 2D or 2.5D. Um, one thing that's new that someone mentioned in the reviews is that you can customize your characters, which I don't know. I guess that seems cool. Um, but I've always liked the, the Trine games. I always thought they looked fantastic. The second one I played in 3D when I had that NVIDIA 3D glasses monitor set up, and it, it looked fantastic. But the game looks great anyway. Um, yeah. They always make the backgrounds look like there's a story going on in the background a lot of times. Just mm -hmm. crazy, beautiful stuff. And, and uh, yeah, they lost some of it. They lost some things when they went to 3D and they gained some things. So um, they added motion in the backgrounds and things going on um, visibly. But um, yeah. I yeah, it all, it's like always looked great. The beauty. I think this fifth one looks fantastic as well, but I also like the gameplay of these games. I just like the puzzle solving. It's not incredibly difficult. It's a lot of like shapes and and uh, platforming puzzles. So I, I want to check this out, but then I also realized that I haven't even touched Trine 4. Apparently I have access to it under Emilio's accounts. And I, I, oh, you nice. played it, right? I feel like I you talked it, about yeah. it. Um, and I remember, remember when we were like, we were playing together and then we're like, oh, this is how you pass this one part. And then I asked you like, how would I have done that if I was playing single player? And we couldn't come up with it. And then we figured out probably the game changes slightly, like puts things further away. Even the map changes a little bit when you're playing mm -hmm. multiplayer because it would just be too easy um, if you just played the single player game with multiple characters. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Because in single player, you can switch between the characters, but I think that was when we were playing trying Two. I don't think I've ever played trying four. Oh, I, I, I remember we played something rather recently, three years ago or something. Could have been, we went back. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, but, um, yeah, it's a great series. Um, and is this this might be the first one with a subtitle too. It's trying five, a clockwork yeah. conspiracy. Hmm. Nice. All right. um, and it the other thing looks too is there's no like set way to pass puzzles. Like, 
uh, a lot of games, there's only one way to solve the puzzle. And this, you can kind of just brute force your way through, even if you're too dumb to figure it out. Like, with a wizard, you can make shapes, and then if you're making shapes, you can just kind of like, I don't know. I One time I made myself a little uh, a little catapult. I just launched myself across it. And that was definitely not the way you were supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just got frustrated. I was like, oh, what, I wonder if I make a, a teeter-totter is more what uh, I made. And it's just cool that a game allows you to do that crazy stuff. What's what's funny is that what you're talking about right now is something that they introduced like six years ago in Breath of the Wild, or maybe even before that in another game. But Leslie would have trouble like in these Breath of the Wild physics puzzles and shit. And then I would show her these videos of people just absolutely doing like complete goblin mode, like debauchery where they're launching themselves like 50 feet in the air and like yeah. completely bypassing this maze or something. And she's like, I can't believe I didn't fucking think of that. Or just like just doing all like just completely bypassing like forty five minutes worth of puzzles in like three seconds. Isn't and, the newest uh, one um, very engineering based? Yeah, no. the The newest one involves building like building your own machines and like attaching like parts to things and, and battery packs and th- and stuff like that. Yeah, she's I afraid think to a, finish uh, the game. called like Hyrule Engineering or something, and people are just making like airplanes and shit. Oh it's yeah, crazy. now people are making like death machines. Uh, they're also like cru- literally crucifying these things called like Koroks, which are like these little seed people that are really annoying. And they're like putting them on top of crosses upside down that are like flaming. Like it gets real crazy. Dude, the TTT uh, on that, the time to torture. Whenever you give like people uh, like custom, you know, like people uh, on when they're playing The Sims. Like, oh yeah! Know, how long does it take? How long does it take till they figure out how to torture somebody? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, trying five is thirty bucks. Seems seems a little high, but you know, it's. I guess it's worth it. Uh, I'm also noticing from the video on the Steam page that three people are playing at the same time. I don't know if you were able to do that in the other trines, but maybe in trine four. But yeah, thirty bucks if you want to pick it up today. Yeah, you're gonna buy it. Uh, no, I'll probably start with trying four. Actually, I need to beat trying three. I'm like literally a half an hour away from beating trying three. And then I'm going to play trying four off of your account probably. And then I'll get to trying five when trying six comes out. Yeah, dude, my account is wide open, man. I have so little time. Are um, we going to get, are we going to get three reviews in one week? Are you telling me that you can probably beat all three trying games in like four days? <laughs> Maybe. I, I wonder what the, how long to beat is. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Sanguine any? Souls uh, on our Discord. I put Cryptmaster on the ra- or the radar. I put it here because it's um, something kind of unique and cool. So it's got this like black and white, dark aesthetic. Um, looks like a first-person adventure. But you have this Cryptmaster who I guess acts kind of like a DM, and he's giving you prompts, asking like, "What are you going to do here?" And you can respond into your microphone with your voice uh, and say like hit or or zap if you have like an electrical spell or things like that. Um, so yeah, you could do it either way, um, but I think they're trying, they're pushing for the voice thing. And they, they don't exactly say how, there's not a whole lot of information, but they're saying that spell casting is like pretty unique in this game. I think just based on the way that he said zap, I would imagine you have, you know, you have to figure out, you might get the item or the wand, then you probably have to figure out what the word is to get it to go off. 
Um, so anyway, uh, apparently the reason why they're saying that uh, spell spellcasting is unique is that not only do you do stuff with your voice, but you also have to type the nouns. Um, so it's a typing game as well. Uh, words are like jumbled up and then you have to t- type the correct words. So it's a speech and typing game. Oh, I see. That's interesting. Um, but definitely looks original. I haven't seen anything like this. And the aesthetic looks like um, hand, hand-drawn ink, ink on paper. That's what it looks like to me. Highly detailed. Looks good. It almost looks uh, a we'll little bit like darkest comes out. Um, you know, when people try something new, could go either way. I mean, most games could go either way, but yeah, this is cool. So is it like those text-based adventures from way back in the day where you just like, it'd say like you're standing in this area, there's a forest over there, and then you would just type something in to do something? I don't think so because you can, well, yes, at a, at a certain point when you hit a block, I think you can freely roam and then you get up to something. And then at that point, when you reach a, what do you call it? A uh, impasse, something you can't pass, then you have to figure out whatever it is. I hmm. think, I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think it's like walk over to the tree. You don't have to type that out. Yeah, not not totally like Zork. Yeah. When, uh, when I, God, dude, this brought up like a, a weird memory. When I was in fifth grade, we'd go to the computer lab every Friday, a bunch of Apple IIs, and we'd play like Word Muncher, Oregon Trail, you know, whatever. But uh, a friend of mine and I, the teacher noticed we were like really into computers. So he, he showed us Zork, which, you know, if, if you're not familiar with that game, it's a text-based adventure. You start out and it says like you're standing in a field, there's a house over there and you type in walk to the house. And then it, it, and it kind of blew our minds that you could just like type in anything in there. And, and there was, there might've been another one other than Zork, but one day, so my friend, John, he, you could name your character and he, and he called it like my dick or your dick or something like that. And so like we're playing this text adventure game and we're just laughing because it was like, like your dick picks up a sword and you know we're, we're laughing too much <laughs> and, the, and it attracts the teacher's attention. And then when the teacher walks over, John just puts his hand up against the screen to cover it. Like that doesn't look guilty. <laughs> That's not suspicious at all. Yeah. And uh, and the teacher's just like, all right, what's going on? And he, John lowers his hand and he looks at it and, and he just like looks at us like, oh, you guys are in trouble. Yeah, he doesn't laugh though? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, he, he probably did, but yeah. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> all right. One more quick story about the computer lab. When I was in second grade and we went to the computer lab, I figured out that I could get my my teacher's attention faster because I would raise my hand and like she wouldn't like notice me and my hand would be up there forever and I'd be like, come on. And then I noticed one day, like if I snapped, oh, got her, got her attention real quick. (laughs) Oh Oh, my God. Yeah. And like one time, I think she like let it slide the first time. And then like the second time, like she like stomped at me and I was like, oh boy, I'm in trouble. And then she like laid into me and explained to me why that was not appropriate. So, uh, uh, I was, yeah, I was, I, this was like fifth grade, fifth grade, I think, and I was reading in front of the class, and um, the word was organism, but I said orgasm. Oh my god! And I guess it 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 like it fit the context or of whatever I was reading. This teacher could, was crying, laughing, dude, like <laughs> totally. She could not stop, dude. It, it stopped the class. She was crying from both tears, and she's laughing. She's slamming the thing. 
and we're looking around at each other like because nobody knew what it was we're like what is going what on does that here? mean <laughs> yeah. and so yeah for the rest of the week we were trying to get her to give us the, the, the definition but it didn't work out <laughs> yeah nowadays fifth graders might know that with the internet yeah i, I think know. so oh yeah no now they know everything by then yeah. all um, right so that was crypt master very yeah, it was pretty pretty cool looking game uh do you know that Space Marine Two is being developed by the guys that made World War Z, like the newest, the newest one. Really, I like that game, yeah. World War Z. So, um, when I was watching the newest trailer that came out last week, um, they were like, "Yeah, the World War Z engine is, you know, great for the Tyranids because it puts thousands of models on the screen at once, mm-hmm. and blah blah blah." And I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, they are the same people." Focus Interactive um, or Saber yeah. Interactive? Yeah. And yeah, they use the same. They uses the same engine, um, and they. So this past weekend, people were like, "Oh, it's another trailer for Space Marine." Like, just, we just want the uh, the release date announced, and people they were like, "All right, we don't have a release date, but we have something else to show you guys." Um, so then the first Space Marine game, uh, it was Space Marines versus Orcs, and at the time when that was released. Uh, Space Marines and the Orcs were getting a bunch of models at the same time. Right now, the Space Marines and the Tyranids are getting a bunch of models. Because of the um, game. Because of the game, right? Now, um, in the first game, there was a second enemy faction, and that was Chaos Space Marines. Now, there's a second faction being revealed, a second enemy faction being revealed for Space Marine 2, and that is the Thousand Suns. Um, so it goes from a horde shooter to like a cover based shooter, like almost like, um, gears of war. The thousand tons are other space Marines, right? Yes. They're, they're evil space Marines that are like dust inside suits of armor and they're very magic focused. They fly around on like these bladed discs and stuff and they shoot lightning and turn people into spaghetti. Um, but it's very interesting in the sense of like, it changes the game up entirely. Like I said, like you go from a hack and slash shooter, like almost like a dynasty warriors level game to like a cover shooter. Um, uh, it's like gears of war. So a lot of people are super hyped about that. I mean, that's the faction I literally have hundreds of dollars worth of models in. So obviously I'm excited. Um, yeah. Uh, the release, the game fresh too, you know, exactly. Um, and then they showed, they showed like, the new area, like where you're going to be seeing them. And usually in Warhammer games, you're either fighting against Nurgle, which is like zombies essentially, or you're fighting against corn, which is like demons of hell. And that's it. You never see zine stuff. And so it's either like brimstone and fire or like disease and pimples. But zine is all about like magic and like trickery and like floating islands and like distortion. And it is a super pretty environment. Like the way, like everything is sideways and vertical things are like, inception. things are like, di- yeah, exactly. Everything's like inception. So it's pretty cool looking. Um, they did announce that the release date is most likely going to be November, but they just said late 2023, but everyone thinks it's going to be November um, 17th. So we'll see. Cool. Yeah. Uh, at least we're not getting bad news. At least we're getting good news, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the right. last thing they have to show is competitive multiplayer, but that's it. Multiplayer. 
Did the first one have the full, first one didn't have multiplayer, did it? Yeah, it did. It had a it was it was added in uh with free LC. Oh it was okay. three on three or five v five, and then uh you could choose what chapter you wanted to be. But it wasn't very like it wasn't very like in depth, you know. There was like I think like six or seven guns and like a couple of different melee weapons, and that's it. Did you play it? No, not at all. It was you're talking about years after the game out, the DLC oh. came out. Yeah, well, the Steam page still lists it as only single player. You can look at Space Marine. Yeah, maybe it's there's like a million DLC here, so I'm guessing it's one of those. Space Marine features online multiplayer with gameplay. Uh, yeah, with the DLC. I'm trying to... It's four. Oh, wait, it's no, up to four players. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. This is Warhammer 40K Space Marine, right? Anniversary yep. edition? Yeah, okay. This is a- actually a bundle, not DLC. But uh, maybe it's just not available on Steam. Hmm. Yeah, but it's... Uh, it's it's going to be interesting if, you know, more shit comes out about this game and actually does well. I'm foreseeing probably like an 85 on this game, most likely. It's going to be like an armor you. core. What's your guess, huh? Yeah, there's no, there's no like ninety five, a hundred no. War, Warhammer games ever, dude. Yeah, you're. I, I'm thinking you're hoping <laughs> they're okay hoping with the eighty five, man. I don't, that would be that would be a smash hit. We'll see. I we'll mean, see. I hope so too. I mean, I want all the good games we can get, but uh, that's a lofty goal. I'm thinking seventy five. You think seventy five? We'll see. Yeah. But if they do have multiplayer, maybe you can play as the Thousand Sons. That'd be sweet. Yeah, you're telling me my dream. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're telling me my dream. Okay. All, right. All right. So well, uh, that's it for on the radar. Let's move it on to highlights, games that we have played. Um, are we going to make it through one week without talking about Baldur's Gate? We Is are. That- Right. That was the official rule is that when Amanda's not here, we will not talk about Baldur's Gate. Okay. They, they'll get a break from it for one week. Um, I dug up an old one, a classic, if you will, Anti-Chamber. Um, this game, I had forgotten the name of it, and I've been trying for weeks. Not like super hard, but like for the last couple of weeks, I'm just like, what was that oh. puzzle game with the really cool graphic style and it had pretty good puzzles and it was like an indie game and like i never beat it like i i could not remember what it was called and this has happened before but usually with very old games um this one is not that old it's 10 years old which is kind of old and it was pretty popular when it came out got good reviews people liked it um but then you know we all moved on and forgot about it uh, as I was searching for this game, I came across this site. It's a, a, this subreddit called Tip of My Joystick. Sounds uh-huh. kind of dirty, but it's a play on Tip of My <laughs> Tongue, which is a, a real popular subreddit for people who can't remember things. They type in a description and, you know, music's, uh, music, songs, uh, um, movies, like just whatever, popular culture. And people on Reddit will help you figure out what that was that you can't remember. There's also oh. a tip of my penis, and that's uh, like if you can't find a porn star or a scene, they'll help you uh, find that. Oh, okay, so apparently Friend this is much... about that. <laughs> apparently, this is quite the uh, tip tip session. Yeah, this is this has reached lots of facets here, but so they have one specifically dedicated to games, and that's awesome. this game was not on there, but um, I just <laughs> thought that was interesting. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> Yeah, I didn't I didn't need to go to that length to find this game. What I ended up doing is searching my Steam library and 
you can sort by categories now. So I just, I've got, God, too many games in my Steam library, like 7,000 almost. It's a lot. And it's mostly crap. Um, So what I did is I sorted it by puzzle, that genre, and that narrowed it down a little bit. And something told me this started with an A, like it's in the A's or something. And sure enough, after just a little bit of scrolling, I was able to find it. So I installed it, I played it, and... Hated it. <laughs> no, it's, it's still good. But replaying a puzzle game is weird because once you fix, once you solve the puzzle, you know the solution. It doesn't have much replay value unless enough time passes where it's new to you again. And this game seemed completely different than what I remember. The puzzles seem different. Like, the graphics are, are about what I recall, but like I... I didn't have any recollection of this game at all. It seemed like like playing, it was an entirely new experience for me. And I remember playing it and getting stuck and then just not bothering to uh, get any further in it. Um, but this time, like I started playing and I got really far. Uh, apparently the first time I played it, I didn't even reach any of the guns. So they've got these portal-like guns that you use and they do different things and interact with the environment in different ways. And you keep upgrading it. You get the blue one, then the green, then the yellow, then the red. Um, I don't even think I got the first gun when I played the first time. So I made it a lot further in in this game playing it playing it now. I guess I, I must have played it back um, you can grab these blocks and then you put the blocks in different areas to do things. You can use them to like hold open doors or activate switches. Um, but then there's areas that remove all the blocks you have stored in your gun, like take away all your ammo. So, um, and, and the different guns can interact with the blocks in different ways. The puzzles are really good. This is a really impressive game, especially for a solo indie dev. So I, I'd recommend checking it out. It, it's not like super expensive at this point. Yeah, it's been on sale for $2. Uh, it's normally 20 bucks. I mean, you can find it pretty cheap out there. And it doesn't overstay its welcome. Um, it's it's pretty short. I feel like I'm really close to beating it. The game tells you when you're halfway through. And That's I'm much nice. further than that. And, uh, and you can kind of tell because as you go through these, you find these little pictures and you click on them and they give you like a little hint. And... When you go back to the start area, it shows all the pictures on the wall, and my wall is almost filled up. So I know I'm pretty close to the end. And it's got a nice function where if you get stuck on a puzzle, it's not linear. That's what's really cool about this. It's not like this is nothing new with a lot of these 3D puzzle games, but um, if you get stuck, you just go to a different area and you start, uh, you try another puzzle. And it's designed that way. So, like, you have to unlock something over here, then you can progress further in this area. Um, and you can at any time just hit escape and go back to the starting area. And then from the starting area, you can use the map to teleport to any of the puzzles. So it really cuts down on something that I find super annoying about puzzle games and games in general. Just I don't like redoing things, especially if I fail and the game's like, well, now you've got to do all this over again just to get back to the point where you failed. And I, I, I don't have time for that. Um so yeah, it's a good game. I, I may try to finish it off this week just because I think I'm like super close. Just the completionist in me wants to just check that box. But it's it's good, man. It You know, Talos Principle, The Witness, those games are good too, but they're so long. They're just so long. And it's hard to like continue playing a puzzle game. Like those yeah, are those games really are good is. in small doses. Um, yeah, so this one's in that sweet spot. Yeah, I mean, Portal was like, what, six, 10 hours? I mean, the second one was pretty long, but... 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, I ended up beating the second one, the second portal in two chunks. I remember, I remember that because I was like, I played it and I was like, damn, I'm getting tired of this game, man. And then I was like, I'll come back to it later. And like three months later, I ended up coming back and then beating the rest of it. And then I ended up playing it like three years later after I met Leslie and I forgot all the puzzles and then played mm-hmm. it again. So have you played and it together, just, uh, Nick, with her? Yeah, that was the whole thing. I just said, I just said we played it together. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we did the whole thing together, which was yeah, awesome. That's a- great co-op puzzle game i could probably god i that was uh i haven't played that since 2011 i could play portal 2 and just and it'd be a new experience too it's the same with point and click adventures because there's a lot of puzzle solving in that i've been waiting like i i'm i've been waiting for enough time to pass so i can go back and play um oh my god what is that called I, apparently I can play it now because I can't even remember the name of the game. <laughs> uh, it, it's the one with Ransom the Clown, Thimbleweed Park, which I just thought was a fantastic See, point. Ransom the Clown? Yeah, there's a character called Ransom the Clown, and he's like very uses a lot of profanity. That sounds like a nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that was Anti-Chamber. Great game. Only positive with 12,000 reviews. Yeah. Yeah, it you was know the you know it's the fucking polar opposite is the reviews for oh wait no actually you're up next I'm sorry <laughs> what's the Doesn't reviews matter. like Gloomhaven we, we don't we don't have to go in order yeah but um, <laughs> all right let me go what I was about to say then because right. the reviews for the newest DLC for uh, Total War Warhammer three are in the toilet dude like they are abysmal it's mostly negative at twenty three percent. Um, wow. They were on a roll. What did they do wrong? So, number one reason, price increase from 14 uh 14.99 to 24.99. Right? Yeah, you're like, "Oh, they must crazy inflation since the last one, man." Like down everybody. Oh, here, well, here's the thing, all right? Here's the thing. Here's let, the me, thing. let me let me let me let me explain the difference in quality in these updates, right? The last DLC added a whole new faction and race of people. 33 new units, um, four legendary lords, and three legendary heroes, uh, a bunch of new settlements, like three new in-game mechanics, and a bunch of other new shit. This this new DLC added less than a third of that. And it's more expensive. And it's more, it's $10 more expensive. Yeah. It, it, and so, one. yeah, it's it, like... And so people are like, this is insanity. And so I already bought it before um, everyone knew all the details about it. And I was like, fuck, I'm, I'm not going to return it at this point. And I had to kind of like review it for the podcast. Um, the game runs smoothly, right? And you want to know how I just wasted 15 hours of my life? Hmm. Um, so when playing the Total War Warhammer 2... I did every single achievement for beating the game on very hard or legendary difficulty with every single faction. Um, so there's an achievement for every faction to do that. Um, I was like, all right, time to start doing that for this game. I'll complete it in the next two years, probably um, because each faction will probably take anywhere between six to 15 hours. I'm going to play my favorite faction. I'm going to do that one first, and get it out of the way. Um, I do the long victory, um, uh, uh, like 
condition, which is like what you're supposed to do, which is like take over 87 settlements, get rid of your rival factions. It took me like 14 hours, dude. 14, 15 hours. Uh After that, no achievement. Oh. I was like, what? You just assumed there was achievement? No, 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 no. There's an achievement. It's there. It says plainly and clearly, beat a single-player campaign with this faction on very hard or legendary difficulty. Now, I go, all right, well, I'm angry because it's 1.30 in the morning and I just spent the last three days beating this, right? Yeah. So I go to the official Discord. I rage type three sentences and, and describe what's going on. And someone goes, oh, yeah, they changed the requirements and didn't put them on the public information board or on the Steam page at all. Oh, boy. You now have to do either an ultimate scenario or a domination victory. Now, a domination victory is taking over every settlement on the map, all 270 of them, which would take you like, mm, I don't know, maybe 40 hours, 50 hours. Um, and there's like, I think 20 factions. So, um, that's out of the picture. So apparently people have already weaseled their way in and figured out a way to, to like, like get this done. So you play either on very hard or legendary. You choose, there's eight ultimate scenarios and the ultimate scenarios are like the end of the world is happening. So like one of the factions becomes super strong and tries to take over the world. So it's either like the Skaven or the Dwarves or like the Undead People or whatever. Apparently, the easiest one is the ones uh, are like the Egyptians, essentially. Uh, they all come out of one area. And on Legendary, all the people that are around that area just beat the shit out of them. Like instantly. Like within three turns, the ultimate scenario is completely squashed. So all you have uh, to do is the is the uh, is the, the settlement. Is the settlements. Yeah. And so... Is it fun um, taking down these settlements? I mean, yeah, no, the game is fun. I love the game. The game the game, the game is great. The new shit is new and expensive and stupid. But the game itself is fun as fuck. Um, mm. It's still a little buggy in some places, but this game desperately needs a custodian team. Like, stop making new shit for, like, six months get a custodian team to fix bugs that have been around since the second game and make the game better. That's it. it it's not that hard. Um, but they, they know they can, they, they can milk the IP for as much as they want because it's their, it's their number one selling game by far. Um, yeah. So we'll see going about it wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So now I'm, testing out this this theory on a new playthrough with a different faction on legendary with uh that specific end game scenario gonna trigger and see what happens and if it doesn't work i'm gonna be upset again and if it does work i'll be a happy boy um oh so yeah you you can't pick up where you left off right because it's not Mm -hmm. an end game scenario yep well the end game scenario i got because it's random unless you make it happen a specific way is the vermin tide one and then every single one of my cities had an undercity on them which means all the rats are almost unbeatable when they fight me mm. so that sucks yeah i was essentially defeated before i could even start fighting so it's yeah. funny because you're upset um that 
you're having fun, but you're not having fun in the way that you want to. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you know what? That's the perfect way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not having fun the way I want to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Well, uh, at least I you're played playing. games this week. I played a board game. Um, but funny enough, it has a video game companion. Uh, it's not a companion app. It's it's its own standalone game. It's the exact same name. So Gloomhaven is the game. Um, it's a hundred and fifty dollar board game. And Jeez. Yeah, it was. Um, there's this board game website I've been using. Um, board game geeks, I think it's called, and they have their own reviews and stuff. And it's one of these things where like it's really hard to get. Like it's impossible to get a nine, like out of ten. That they're very stringent. So, like at the very top of the uh, of the it was Gloomhaven for like a couple of years. Um, it just got dethroned by something called Brass. But these are really like intense games, very complex games. Not not just like it's not Cuphead where you just pick up and play. Which I think you should get your own. You should get some points for that as well. You know, just being able to just like easy to learn. Let's play in five minutes. <clears throat> um. But uh, yeah, so this, um, I didn't want to pay 150 bucks for it, but they came out with this like small version for 24 bucks. And I picked this thing up and I was like, how the fuck did they sell this for 24? They're taking a loss. I think they're taking a loss on it because you get so much shit. It weighs like 15 pounds, this box. It's like two shoe boxes size. And I was like, how are they set? It doesn't make sense. Pop it open. Like shipping alone has to. <laughs> yeah, uh, just the weight. Yeah, uh, maybe not fifteen, but it is like close to ten pounds. And so, um, you you open it up, and there's this like the video you're supposed to watch to learn how to play this video, guys. It's in five parts for the first five scenarios. Jesus, and the dude. first video is thirty five minutes long to teach you how to play scenario one. And so, uh, plus, just the breaking down of all the, you know, punching out all the little cards and putting everything in their bags takes like 30 minutes. So, (laughs) and I'm not making a big, like, selling point, but it turns out this game is fucking awesome. Like, once you get going, um, so, you know, you set the board. And you only have to do that once. You know, you fucking put everything in its slot. It's very well thought out. Everything is like, there's a place for everything. And then it'll just stay there. So once you do it once, the box shuts perfectly and you take out all the trash you didn't need. So there's extra room in there and, and everything's very, you can get going very quickly. The So it's basically a tactical turn-based game. Um, it's like, like very D&D-esque, um, but there's no role-playing. It's all strategy, basically. It's all combat for the most part. All of the um, All of the story is like, maybe two paragraphs of reading before the event and then two paragraphs of reading after like this is what's going on this is what happened and here's your rewards and then uh you level up your character and you there's customize you you customize it too like um you can switch out your abilities it's kind of like um card based there's no dice in this game there's no luck it's well there is luck because you have uh, everybody has a deck but you're modifying that as a deck builder. So uh, little by little, very little, 
like every level you put new cards in your deck and take two out and that's how you customize your character as you go um plus you can buy loot like you know gloves pants all that stuff just like an rpg it's basically it's basically a boulder's gate and a tabletop pretty much then you finish the first scenario we finished it in like 10 minutes after all all this build up <clears throat> and then you have to watch another video for scenario two and it gets more and more complex and i'm playing it with sam and she's really enjoying it she's never played anything like this so that's like really surprising to me she's like yeah i don't want to do any story i just want to fight and do the strategy she's like i like the strategy i was like all right sweet like this is perfect so um our board is set up and it's ready to go and it's just there and anytime we get like some time we're gonna uh, jump into it um but we're going into a third scenario and it's like how much more complex can this get you get and it keeps getting more complex man the third scenario is really introducing a lot of like different things um but yeah there's like initiative <laughs> so you can kind of talk to each other you can be like <clears throat> like i'm going to be really aggressive this turn or um uh, um i'm going to retreat but you can't say specifics you can't be like i'm going to grab that dude and bring it over here so you have these two cards and you put them face down and then you reveal your cards the bad guy reveals their card which is random and then whoever has the lowest initiative goes first and then you make the initiative order it's it's really good it's really good and after all the outside stuff it's pick up and play for the most part yeah so I've, boardgamegeek.com this game for complexity is rated 3.89 out of 5 yeah. But to give you some comparison, Cuphead is rated 1.94 complex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but I mean. <laughs> because Bobby Bobby took fucking four hours to try to figure out how to play Cuphead, Cuphead one day. Uh, no, dude. Learning it wasn't that bad. Playing it right was the challenge, apparently. Yeah, play, we, <laughs> yeah, no, we were playing it wrong, and then we found out after two hours, we're like, dude, we've been playing it wrong this whole time! Yeah, I was like, how the fuck are you guys on the sixth boss? I've never beat the second one. Like, you, you guys are doing something wrong over here. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that very clearly. Yeah. But, uh, you know what's funny is you talk about, like, the complexity and shit of, like, of, of Gloomhaven, right? I've heard so many people talk about that game. I, and I have friends that host D&D and like host board game night at their houses in California. And I've been to them for years and they've played Gloomhaven. They're like, you'd love it. I'm like, no, because I don't have many people to play with and stuff like that. Um, I ended up starting a new D&D campaign this past weekend, right? With two new players. Like they've never played D&D before, but they they just played Baldur's Gate. And this uh, is their first like intro to Baldur's Gate, intro to like anything like that, right? Turn-based RPG, hardcore character builder, just com- essentially intro to D and D world, right? Yeah. So I'm making, and this is like, hey, this is your Listerine strip experience. If you like it, you can come back and keep playing with us for the rest of your life because we play every Saturday at eight o'clock my time, and you can join us, right? And so it's a it's a couple. The dude's like, "All right, we're in. We'll play." the The girl's like, "I don't know, right? I'm. We'll see, right? We'll see." An hour in, she's like, "Look, we have to convince the town people that we can do this. All right, 
these people are doing it this way. She's so invested in the fucking game. I'm like, dude, you guys just need to go kill some goblins. Like, this is just the sample thing you're throwing out of the water. You don't even know if you're going to play next week. You don't even know if you like it. She's like, we're playing next week. I'm like, all right, shit. All right, fine. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, dude, I love when you find a new, a new board game or a new game or just a new system and uh, it really gets going. So I might have to check out the online version of Gloomhaven. Yeah, the we'll video game, uh, the reviews aren't stellar. I think um, I think Jaws of the Lion. Oh, sorry, I don't know if I said that. So it's Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. That's the twenty-five dollar uh, version, and you can only get it at Target at that price. I think they have like an exclusivity deal. Um, we ordered it online on Target.com and and got it that way. Um, uh, so there's two games, two video games. One's Jaws of the Lion. One's just Gloomhaven. I believe one's at 75%, one's at 80%. And I was like, I mean, Boulder's Gate exists. What, why am I going to play this? You know? Well, you, know what's, you know what's funny? What might be decreasing those scores is the complexity. If it's exactly like the video, if it's exactly like the board game or something like that, it may be the yeah. complexity. I mean, I'm making it sound. Once you're playing, it's not complex. It's just, it's like there's a learning, learning curve. There's, there's a little, sim, there's a, there's little symbols everywhere. And um, if you forget what a symbol does, you just look in the glossary and you're like, oh, this means this. You know, that's about it. But it, oh, okay. every scenario gets more and more. Well, it looks like on Steam you have to buy Gloomhaven, which is 35 bucks, And then Jaws of the Lion is a DLC for 18 Oh, I see. Yeah, I would definitely, for anybody who can sit down and play a game and, you know, take a little time to watch some videos about how to play it. It's a very rewarding game. It doesn't ha- has nothing to do with like you know, because this new game that's number what's what's brass in complexity, Bobby? It's the top game. Brass. <laughs> Let me look that one up. That has to do with like cities of industry and fucking economy, global economies, and fucking all kinds of shit. It's just called Brass. I think so. I see Brass Age, Brass oh. Empire, Brass Birmingham. Uh, it, it's rated number one. I don't know. Maybe I have the wrong name. Doesn't matter. But yeah, um, highly recommend. Have you ever heard of the uh, the longest board game uh, to to be played? And it takes over six years to play, and it's intended to be the African campaign of World War Two. No. Yeah, and every player is supposed to like take control of an army, and like every day is supposed to be an actual day. Like, dude, that doesn't even sound fun. Like, that just sounds like work. It'd be great if you were in a, uh, like, a retirement home. Oh, yeah. No, that's your life at that point. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much like Risk, man. Risk games can go on forever and ever. Yeah. Still never played Risk. Really? What? Yeah. I used to play Risk in, in Warcraft 3, dude. Oh, man. Risk, the, those were some fun games. It, didn't I talk about this? On one episode, how at DLGCon, I wanted to start a Risk game, like, at the very beginning, and then we could kind of, like, play yeah. sporadically. Passively play. Yeah, you remember. Yeah, yeah dude. should get it going. Risk. DLG How many players can you play with? A lot. I don't oh, know. Really? I, think you can play up to, I think you can play up to 16. Depending on the version you're playing, you can play up to 16. Damn. Um, yeah. Two to six players is what they recommend. Wrong again, Recom- Nicholas. Recommend. <laughs> 
No, there's there's bigger versions. I know there is. There probably is. Some... Yeah, but I think the standard risk game is like up to six players, which is about what I remember because it's uh, it's a world domination game, right? So you start out and you place your armies in different areas, and then everybody kind of like expands their borders, and then the conflict starts. Is it essentially checkers? No, no. There's like income, and there's like uh, like you buy armies and you invest in cities. Sniper tried to get us into like a online version of it, and it was kind of janky. Yeah, classic Seinfeld f- episode where they're playing Risk, and uh, because what happens with Risk is you don't finish it in one setting, so you have to leave it out. And the whole thing yeah. in the Seinfeld episode was that people kept trying to sneak in and cheat and move pieces when uh, nobody was around, so Jerry had to like guard the Risk board. Uh, I don't know. Good episode. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, All right, that's it for highlights. Those are the games we played this week. Uh, Before we move on to listener questions, a quick shout out to some subs. Beginning of the month, we got a few. Hinks UK, 63 months. He says, hey, guys. Damn, dude. Nice. 63 months. We appreciate it from our international listeners. Uh, King Tyron, 12 months, one whole year. He says, Monday stream. We are streaming on a Monday. It's Labor Day, so it feels like a Sunday. Yeah. yeah, it definitely does. And Dredge Poet? Is that Dredge first Poet, one? 10 months. Thanks, dude. We appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Is that, is that um, Dredge the band? Says, Emilio, do a plug here, so I'm going to do a plug. Um, go uh, to our website. That's where everything is, dlgaming.net. From there, you can look at merch. You can go to our Patreon if you want to be cool on Discord and get your name shout out on the podcast. Um, you can um, see pictures of us, learn about us, see pictures from old DLG cons. Uh, that's on our Discord. So you can get to our Discord from there. Take the plunge, man. It's a couple clicks. Yeah, it's not going to hurt. It takes two seconds. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right, we got a few listener questions here, but they are long. I need to increase oh this font here. <laughs> I don't know about our new layout. I got to make some adjustments. All right. We got a big one from Warconius. He says, remember when the podcast would have a cast member leave about every six to 12 months? Ray, Chi, Chad, and Minnie. Uh, RIP. I mean, they didn't die, dude. (laughs) They didn't (laughs) die. That's kind of fucked up, dude. Don't say that. Uh, Do you think it's time? Uh, Canada is overrepresented on the podcast. We are a small, humble country. Bring in an Aussie. What's rubber nuts up to? Or a German... Das good. In other words, anyone else besides Sniper, the Alberta energy is too toxic. It's messing with the West Coast vibe of the podcast. Oh, it boy. is all West Coast, right? Well, Nick is. I mean, no, I'm West from Coast the West Coast. Coast. Doesn't so. count. Oh, um, no, we got yeah. a lot of time schedules that we got to sync up. And then Days is just kind of all over the place. Who knows where she's at? That's true. She um, goes wherever the wind takes her. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like it, it. Six to twelve months is. I, I don't. I think they lasted longer than that. Yeah. At Chad was on for a few right? years. She was on for a long time. Ray. Yeah, I want to say everybody was on for like a few years, maybe, which yeah. is actually you know pretty good retention when you think about it. Yeah. Well, they realize they're never, never going to get paid, and they just leave. <laughs> what happens? Yeah. No one ever goes. I joined DLG for the money. <laughs> yeah. 
There was an old uh, South Park episode where like, I think it was the one where Kenny actually died, the season where he actually died. And then they were trying out all the new friends as their fourth. It was a few good episodes. <laughs> that's, that's always what I think of when we're trying to find a, another person. <laughs> Sniper, um, it's funny. I, I think that I always make jokes that Sniper's going for the long con or long con. Like he, uh, at first he was like, oh yeah, I'll just make some thumbnails for you guys and stuff or whatever. And then, uh, and then every year he talks more and more and more. And now he gets his own segments and he's doing his own bits. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, he's just going to take over the whole, he has, he holds all the passwords to everything. So I think one day I'm just not going to be able to log into this thing. He's just <laughs> yeah, going to fucking work. Uh, oh. Yeah. It's a possibility. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Sneaky Canadian. He could be a Canadian spy. Mm-hmm. All right, Warconius has another question. If you had to rank all the things you love in this world, where would PC gaming rank? Top 10? Ooh. Now that it's ranked, does it take up a disproportionate amount of your time and money, or have you found an equilibrium? Um, it is very high um, to the point where, like, it, you know, we, I have, there's no equilibrium because I don't have enough time. And that's one thing that's wrong with pc gaming there's no limit it's not like fishing you can go fishing you get a fish and then you go home or maybe you'll do a second day of fishing but that's pretty much it if you leave me in front of my computer unattended i I will go until i have to fall asleep you know and i'll get right back up and do it again there's no limit to how much i can do it and that's a problem unfortunately and then also if i'm like i have two hours to play i have such a hard time just sitting down and getting started Always like uh, paralysis through analysis, you know, like, so what should I play, blah, blah, blah. And then I end up watching YouTube videos about the games instead a lot of times. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's very, very high, I would say. It's my go-to to the point where on my birthday, all I want to do is game with my friends. Uh, when JP has his birthday, that's all he wants to do. When Chad has his birthday, that's what we did on his birthday. That's what we're doing on our birthday. So that's pretty much top rank for Entertainment, at least. Yeah. What about you, Bobby? Mm, it goes back and forth. Um, I'll take it or leave it. No, nah, no. Nah. I mean, sometimes, like, you know, like, I'm really getting back into watching movies uh, now. But I, I will say that, like, PC gaming is definitely, like, it's the number one de-stressor for me. When I start playing games, like I completely forget about whatever else is going on, which can be a good and a bad thing. But um, it's extremely useful in that sense for me. And I don't think that'll ever change. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to find anything else that just like completely takes my mind off of whatever else is going on. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. From it, I mean, like, I mean, the question is like, is it in your top 10 though? Right. You would, you both say yes. Of things you love the most in the world. <clears throat> yeah, for me, for sure. Yeah, I mean, ten is a lot. When you think of ten, so you, it depends it, on how you break hard, it down, man. Like it, do you list each family member individually, or you just say family? No, you just say family. <laughs> okay, really? Because I feel like there's a hierarchy. Like I don't know, some well, family I, members here, not as important as others. This is this is what I would say, right? I would say family, right? And then you would say. Spouse, am I wrong? Because you definitely okay. love your spouse more than you love your fucking family. Because you don't fuck your family, and I'm, I hate to tell you that. Uh, well, I mean, does 
<laughs> some people are listening. Is that what love is? Some people, some people is do, it, all right? Is it love? <laughs> but what, what, I'm sa- what I'm saying is, especially if, you're, if your spouse is your best friend, let's be honest here. You love your spouse more than your family. Usually. Usually. Unless you're trapped in a hateful relationship, then you hate your fucking life. Um, but what I'm saying is, you don't just bundle family and you don't include your spouse. In that. Now you have your kids. Your kids are not your family. Your family. kids are your fucking kids. So that's three spots right there that you got. All right? Family's number five for me. All right? Thanks, man. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it goes like... Wife and kid, almost tied for first. <laughs> food, number three. Can't live without food. Uh, probably four. Now, family's probably number four, actually. Now, three, or, three is family. Four is probably uh, food. And then five is hot. Like, it's probably PC gaming and hobbies. And then right. that's like top five. If you want to get nitpicky and get to 10, I can break shit down. But if, if you're going to, and your list is solely based on like how much you have sexual relations with something. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking my mom's all the time, dude. That's why they're the top five. <laughs> no, <laughs> but all it, right. it all, it all, <laughs> what if you fucking PC? Thanks, Dread Poet. Uh, no, it's what I'm saying is that I, I think it's in, I think it's definitely in my top 10 as far as like how much time I give it and if it's proportional to how much I love it. I my problem and Leslie knows this and it's the same almost the same problem as Emilio is that you can put me in front of the computer and I can be in front of it for 20 fucking hours a day. Yeah. Uh, I'll get up to go eat something, I'll go get up to go take a shit or piss and that's it. But the problem is is that I I know what I want to play. I know what I want to play before I even start playing. I don't have that problem like Emilio. Mm. My problem is that when I want to play something, I want to play it for 4 hours. I want to play it for 3 hours. I don't want to play something for one or two hours. I can't do that shit. If I'm going to play Baldur's Gate, I want to play for three, four, five hours. And that's why I can't play like a game like Call of Duty anymore or like anything like that because it's like, oh, I don't want to play an hour-long game. If I play Tarkov, I'm going to play for three hours. I'm going to get shit done. And so that that's my problem is that I want longer sessions. And it's, especially now that I'm like schools in, in order, those sessions are getting shorter. So I, you know, I'm obviously changing and things are, and things are happening, but, um, it, PC gaming will always be in the top 10 or just gaming in general. Cause I play on my PS five and switch as well. Like we're rediscovering animal crossing in this house. My daughter loves catching fish. That's awesome. Sea life. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my answer. All right. Nice, nice and concise. Yep. <laughs> Uh, last question from Morconius. Anyone excited to dive back into Cyberpunk? 2.0 changes and the DLC are looking good. It's even more exciting for me because I haven't really played it. So um, I'm going to play its best version the first time I play it. But I think that's, you know, I played for, what, two hours, but that was nothing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure. This is cool for me. I don't know if I'm that excited about it. So I talked months ago about how I tried to get back into cyberpunk and I was immediately greeted with like a, like a three, four minute cutscene with a whole bunch of story. And I was lost because I had picked up on a, a save that I had recently and all my talents were reset and it was just like too much. 
Uh, so I just stopped playing again. So I think I would either need to start from the beginning, but still at the same time, I just feel like there's, there's too much story in that game for me to really enjoy it. Hmm. I like the open world. I like the mechanics, but everybody just talks too much in the future. I guess that's the problem. <laughs> I wonder if there's like uh, someone they're going to put into like a free realm mode or adventure mode or something. I mean, after the first three hours, it essentially is free run mode but that's the thing it's it's like a three hour entry right yeah so but then you also have it well the main quest line i think they hit you pretty hard with the cutscenes in the story still but the side quest maybe not so much and you have to get through the story to unlock different parts of the city i would imagine right yeah yeah, actually, and what sucks is that when you do some of the, I think they fixed a bunch of that, though, with the 2.0, because they said that they fixed a bunch of stuff where it's like, you complete this mission, it cuts off a bunch of stuff, so, I don't know, I think that's one thing that I'll be happy at least, because I played 1.0, and I played it for six hours, seven hours, so I'll be happy to see the difference, um, I, I would see how you would be upset, Bobby, if if you played and came back and everything was reset and everything was so changed. You're like, what the fuck is this? I would yeah. have to play. Well, from they're a doing that again with 2.0. They're overhauling the uh, the skill tree. There's new systems for uh, what, what is it? Cyberware, police, vehicle combat and loot, uh, new radio stations. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're changing the, it. I, uh, I heard the there was DLC an issue with the saves. Uh, the DLC I'm not familiar with. I, I'm assuming it's just more like side quests and characters. But I, I think there was an issue with um, with saves too, and I, I can't remember where I read that. But that might be something to be concerned about. I, I I would be excited a little bit more if if they had a demo for the DLC. Um. Maybe like let you do the first big mission for it for free, um, only because I don't want to sink that much money into it. But we'll see. How much is it? I think it's twenty five bucks, isn't it? Let me check. We're essentially paying twenty five bucks to fix our game completely. I mean, well, but there, it's there's fixed. the two point. Yeah, there's the two point oh release. Then there's the DLC. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, Phantom Liberty is thirty bucks. Okay. So it's like, I, I know I like the game, right? I like cyberpunk aesthetic. I like the cyberpunk world. I got really invested in the story and I played a lot of it. The problem is, is that getting hamstrung and having having to start back all over, right? So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see how that is with the new story. We'll see how it is with everything being even more fun than it was before. So, Well, I mean, Amelia said some of the Witcher DLC was like some of the best content, right? Yeah. Really yeah, blood and, blood and Wine is like considered one of the greatest DLCs of video game history. Oh, yeah, I'd say so. It's probably the best DLC I've ever played. Maybe, I mean, the Binding of Isaac ones are pretty sweet, too. Well, yeah, no, Repent, Repentance, the, the last one is yeah. considered, is, it it doesn't add much, but it ties everything together, and, yeah. it, add, and, and it finishes the game, which is nice. But, <laughs> and it was unexpected. Yeah. All right. Last question from Brennan47. Recently, you guys answered a question about your favorite mech games. Bobby mentioned he had never had one memorable enough to call a favorite. And I have a series that I believe isn't well known, but maybe Bobby will like. It's from the mid 90s and boasts graphics best comparable to Dark Forces 2. Due to its age, I figure if any one of you will like it, it's potentially Bobby or Sniper. 
It's called Heavy Gear and Heavy Gear 2, developed by DreamPod9, Canadian developer. Um, it has that true simulator mech piloting feel with a good balance of combat and speed, also live action cutscenes. I have never Ooh, heard bro, of that. This is, r- this is rough looking. <laughs> this is, you'd have to talk to Bobby for quite some time for him to play this, and he probably will say no. If you play Dark Forces, this looks like Dark Forces too. Yeah, that's what he was saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty old school. I mean, if the gameplay is there, there are still some games that are just even though they look like crap and they're super old and they're hard to get running, they still hold up so well. Like Lord of the Realms too. I'll still go play uh, go play that game over over so many newer ones. So you know, Gamespot game- gave it a nine out of ten. Huh. All right. We'll run it by. Let's see. Maybe it's on GOG or something, but uh, yeah, looks like you're flying around in space in some of these missions. Bobby, did you ever play the Return of the King video game? I played. I don't think it was Return of the King, no. I played one of those. Is it the hack and slash multiplayer? There was three hack and slash ones. The Return of the King, that video game is considered the best one. Uh, you can level up your characters. You can level up their abilities, all that shit. The box had a very unique box art. Uh, like, it had Aragorn on the front where he's wearing the king armor. I don't think I played that one. I played one of them. 2003. If you ever want to play old-ass games that still hold up to this day, as far as gameplay-wise, this one definitely does. This looks like a like the one I played, but I don't I don't I want to say it was the second movie it was based off of the one that I played, but looks similar. These were on PlayStation, Nick? PlayStation, Xbox, yeah. Oh, so they weren't on PC? Then this is not. Uh, no, there was a PC. There was a okay. PC version. Yeah, it's fifty one dollars if you still want to buy. If you want to buy it in a box right now, it's fifty one dollars. <laughs> wow. But you can go to oldgamedownloads.com and download it for free. Hmm. With the fixes. Oh, is it like not? Um, is there like no copyright on it? It's like abandonware. You can just I download believe it. So yeah, hmm. it's twenty it years look old. Bad dude. I'm looking at like it says uh, Return of the King on PC is amazing. One of the best Lord of the Ring games ever, uh, no doubt. Dude, it was so fun. I'm 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 telling you right now, it's one of the best. Hmm. Well, Heavy Gear 2 is on my... Say that uh, you guys spoke at the same exact time. Would you say Bobby first? Is the Battle of Helm's Deep in this one? I don't remember, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Say Bobby? I was saying Heavy Gear 2 is on myabandonware.com, so you can get that game for free. Download it. Download both. (laughs) Yeah, get both, dude, if they're both on there. (laughs) All right. Well, that uh, raises a good question. What's everyone playing next week? Well, I haven't played video games in fucking two weeks, so um, I don't know. I'll just throw something out there, and it'll probably be a lie. Um, I haven't bought anything, so that's good. Um, yeah, probably Baldur's Gate. I, I, I mean, I played a little bit of Broforce, and I played a little bit of um, uh, Remnant, but, you know, nothing new there. What about you, Bobby? I'm still looking at that Dwarves game. 12 bucks on Steam, uh, Honor, Loot... And something I can't remember the full title, but 
I don't know. I may check that out this week. Um, I've also really this. I, I want to beat Doom Three because I've never beaten that game before, and I've always I've played it like. <laughs> I know. I, this comes up like every. Study this podcast. Dude. It comes up like every year, at least once a year. I'm just like, I think I'm going to play uh, Doom Three and finally beat it this time, and then I get like three levels in, like nah. But I don't know. That probably won't happen, honestly. But um, I don't know. I'll figure something out. I have no plans. Nick, uh, you can play Ziggurat too off of my account, Bobby. That's a good one. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking at stuff um, on my list. And then um, Warconius bought me Inkbound. I did not give that enough credit um, or time. So I got to give that some more time, too. You guys playing tonight? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I got homework to do, so we'll see. Uh, You said you would be on last night, but you betrayed us, and we were waiting for you on Friday. I'm not even going to say I'm going (laughs) to try. If if I see you online, I'm going to Don't even ask the question, then. (laughs) We didn't even talk about... uh, us playing phasmophobia, but we should talk about how we'll that went that. next episode. We'll talk yeah, I was about surprised you guys week. didn't put it on there. Yeah. Right, I will guys. be playing um, more phasmophobia. For Bobby, Nick, nobody else, and myself fucking uh, trying titties. Bye. <laughs>